The story of the Bible is that our fellowship with God, which was lost in the beginning, is being restored through the ministry of Christ. And as Christians, we believe that we can get to know the one true and living God through the pages of his word. In today's episode, we're going to be jumping right into Mark chapter 11, because why not? Hi guys, and welcome back to the Why Not Podcast with me, Connor JC. Hope you guys are having a brilliant week. I... I'm tired. I feel like that's a common Wednesday occurrence, but I am, and I feel like this week has 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 just gone by so slowly. Feels like this week has been ten weeks in one, but it has been a good week so far. You know what? That's because I'm waking up earlier. So in fact, I'm adding so many more hours to my life being awake, and that's starting to affect me. But I guess it's a good thing. I'm being a lot more productive. My screen time on my phone has gone all... Oh, I'm so proud of myself. I just checked it today. My screen time for today is two hours. Normally, my screen time... Oh, it's painful. It's like 11 to 14 hours. Like, that's... And I've gone down to two hours. Like, I'm patting myself on the back there. So anyway, enough patting myself on the back. Let's talk about Jesus. So let's get right in to Mark chapter 11. Now, when they drew near to Jerusalem, to Bethphage and Bethany, at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two of his disciples and said to them, Go into the village in front of you, and immediately as you enter it, you will find a colt tied, on which no one has ever sat. Untie it and bring it. If anyone says to you, why are you doing this? Say, the Lord has need of it, and we'll send it back here immediately. And they went away and found a colt tied at a door outside in the street, and they untied it. And some of those standing there said to them, what are you doing untying the colt? And they told them what Jesus had said, and they let them go. And they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their cloaks on it, and he sat on it. And many spread their cloaks on the road, and others spread leafy branches that they had cut from the fields. And those who went before and those who followed were shouting, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord! Blessed is the coming kingdom of our father David! Hosanna in the highest! And he entered Jerusalem and went into the temple. And when he had looked around at everything, as it was already late, he went out to Bethany with the twelve. On the following day, when they came from Bethany, he was hungry. And seeing in the distance a fig tree and leaf, he went to see if he could find anything on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. And he said to it, May no one ever eat fruit from you again. And his disciples heard it. And they came to Jerusalem, and he entered the temple and began to drive out those who sold and those who bought in the temple. And he overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold pigeons. And he would not allow anyone to carry anything through the temple. And he was teaching them and saying to them, Is it not written... My house shall be called a house of prayer for all the nations, but you have made it a den of robbers. And the chief priests and the scribes heard it and were seeking a way to destroy him, for they feared him, because all the crowd was astonished at his teaching. And when evening came, they went out of the city. As they passed by in the morning, they saw the fig tree withered away to its roots. And Peter remembered and said to him, Rabbi, look, that fig tree you cursed is withered. And Jesus answered them, Have faith in God. Truly I say to you, whoever says this to a mountain be taken up and thrown into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes what he says will come to pass, it will be done for him. Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. And whenever you stand praying, 
Forgive if you have anything against anyone, so that your Father also, who is in heaven, may forgive you your trespasses. And they came again to Jerusalem. And as he was walking in the temple, the chief priests and the scribes and the elders came to him. And they said to him, By what authority are you doing these things? Or who gave you this authority to do them? Jesus said to them, I will ask you one question. Answer me, and I will tell you by what authority I do these things. Was the baptism of John from heaven or from man? Answer me. And they discussed it with one another, saying, If we say from heaven, he'll say, Why then did you not believe him? But shall we say from man? They were afraid of the people, for they all held that John was really a prophet. So they answered Jesus, We do not know. And Jesus said to them, Neither will I tell you by what authority I do these things. Amen. Wow, Jesus popped off at the end there. <laughs> there we go. But I want to talk about the first bit. I feel like I overlook this a lot, and it's just it's just crazy. It's just such a weird story, a really weird part of the narrative. I think it really shows Jesus's omniscience. Like Jesus knows everything. Like he wasn't just good at guessing. <laughs> this is a very like specific and a very clear prophecy, if you will, with many details, and all of them come true, just like he said. So he's telling his disciples to go and borrow, quote-unquote, without permission, this colt. Colt was a donkey. And he knew that the owner wouldn't would ask what was going on, and the disciples could then get permission, and that's exactly what happened. This is a reminder that everything belongs to God. I think it's crazy that the owner of the cult didn't resist offering help or hold back. He offered what he had with hands open wide. And I guess that's what God expects of us as his stewards. I have a question for you. If you were the owner, would you have given the donkey? I guess that's a hard question to answer. But I guess a better one is, do you offer what you have now to God with an open hand or do you hold it back? Because I guess everything belongs to God anyway. Whatever you have has been given to you to manage for God's glory and not for your own ambitions. And I'm saying that as much to myself. The way that I spend my money does not glorify God. It glorifies my belly. My belly has become my God. But yeah. Uh, we're working on that one. And the significance of this donkey. So Jesus is like entering as this king, as this messianic figure. But he wasn't entering as a normal king. A normal king probably like be riding on a horse with like a chariot, probably people like next to him, like, I don't know, slaves or some stuff like that. And Jesus decided to ride on a donkey. It was hardly the uh, appropriate steed for a conquering king. And yet a donkey portrays meekness and humility. I guess that's so, so Jesus. Jesus wasn't coming to conquer, but to offer peace, in a sense. I mean, he, he was coming to conquer by his death, which would bring like, global peace, not like a massive revolt. And I'm talking about the end. I'm talking about the end. I'm not talking about right now, because uh, we, we can really say that um, right now in 2021, the death of Christ has caused uh, many, many a controversy in the, in the lands. But yeah. I think it's just super kind of ironic that in his most triumphant kind of moment from like an onlooker's perspective, all we see is Jesus's humility. So yeah, those are my thoughts. So I could not read properly. 
I can't even speak. Oh, I'm tired. But anyway, forgive me. But I'm looking forward to kind of studying this passage in depth with those questions. And yeah, I hope you guys are too. As usual, let me know what your thoughts are at whynotpodcast.gmail.com or DM me on Instagram or leave a comment. And yes, until tomorrow, where we jump into Mark chapter 12, goodbye, God bless, and I'll see you in the next one.